you've got a snack. I've got all sorts of funny little things in here. People use this as the, when they're doing quizzes and things, and they leave all this shit for me to clear up. Outrageous. Nice. But you managed to find your wife's keys in the fruit bowl, which is also exactly. a story for another episode, I suspect. It, I, it is. It is. There's lots of... Uh, <laughs> I think we'd probably have to have a psychotherapist on hand at that point. Oh, good Lord. Um, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good overnight. Uh, I'm Anthony Price. And I'm Jonathan Bradley. And we're looking forward to this podcast because uh, we're going to get right into a conversation about normal. What's normal? What isn't normal? Uh, Do we go back to normal? Do we ever go back to normal? Do we have a new normal to look forward to? Or is there just... No normal. That that that's the deepest introduction I think you've done in many many months. What um, in terms of my voice or both? In terms of the the content. The content was was rich. I think actually, that's the episode <laughs> done. I mean, you know, just reflect on that that simple opening statement. JB's right. Um, I uh, have uh, begun. I mean, look, you you and I are at an advantage because we have been working from home for a long time. But I have started to see behavioural changes in many of my colleagues and peers because they're starting to realise that this isn't just a three-week blip in their calendar that can then be returning to... Well, hello. What happened there, Mr Bradley? <laughs> I just hit the wrong button on my chair and disappeared into the floor. It's OK. Normal service will be resumed as soon as possible. Him. Oops. As he's pumping his chair up again. Um Anyway, All good. I'll, I'll let you carry on playing with your gas, um, your gas lift. Uh, yes, yeah, so um, I, I think there's been a recognition by many of my colleagues that have not been traditional home workers that this is going to become the new norm. Um, I have been walking my dog, for example, at different times of day, and there are people I've never met before. And then I start walking my dog at these new times of day, and I'm starting to see these new regular walkers who have realised that actually life is having to change to to cope um, with this new normal. But I would argue, like JB says, there is a few questions that need kicking around a bit. One is, is this the new normal? Two is, um, is this just a blip? And what does a new normal look like? And I hope during the course of this episode, we can chew the fat on the topic. But more importantly, JB... I think our listeners are dying to find out how that beard is coming along. Well, and I'm actually going to turn my beard off for a second uh, to try and give us a little bit more bandwidth. So just let me do that for a second. Um, And we've got we've got a few listeners. We've got a few technical issues going on in the background. I think everyone's decided to go on broadband uh on the internet at the same time as us anyway so i'm just gonna get rid of that and can you hear me i can hear you crystal clear but i can't see your beautiful face anymore no i've lost i've lost my face for a minute only because i, I just wanted to get us a little bit more uh bandwidth he, and I, but, I can tell you what he's doing ladies and gents he's trying to erect himself again after he deflated himself on camera a moment ago <laughs> i am now all pumped up and ready to go and uh, i've now i've now got into four weeks of wearing a beard and uh, people are beginning to look at me slightly differently uh, as I walk down what we call the concrete boulevard uh, overlooking the sea. Uh, we see regular faces and uh, they're looking at my face and thinking, what on earth happened to you? 
Um, and I don't know whether they're looking at me thinking, you used to be quite handsome in the old days, and now you look like an old rogue. Um, my hair is long. I haven't been to a barber for a very long time. Uh, I'm looking a little bit like Robinson Crusoe now. Uh, there are, you know, I'm not being egotistical, but there are certain people in Ramsgate who actually quite look like the Robinson Crusoe look. Uh, and I am being chased around the odd park, uh, with my new, with my new look. Uh, for the listener's benefit, I would say it looks not dissimilar to one of the, one of the baddies in Captain Hook. Ah, Okay. Uh, well, there is, yeah, there's one of those, which is, you know, there's a, quite a handsome one, and, and there's a really ugly one. Handsome. And I'm not quite sure. Handsome, um, handsome. And I've now lost your lovely face. I can't see you either. Oh. So I can't, we can't compare compare beards properly. Let me do that, see if that works. Oh, that's good. That, oh, and you've got your sunglasses on now. Yeah. Um, I, I should explain to the listeners then, shouldn't I? So I'm now in our long-term rental. You know this. I think actually, I'm not sure whether people tune in for the hints and tips on leadership or they want to hear about your beard <laughs> and my housing debacle, which have been featuring on most episodes. Um, but I am now in what's called a long-term rental. Um, we've moved out. So for the listeners' benefit, uh, we pulled out of the second house we bought because of coronavirus. We were in the serviced house, but couldn't stay there for long term. So we've now moved into a rented property. And we hope whilst here, the housing market collapses, which means we get more bricks for our cash, is the ambition. But uh, as JB articulates, I'm sat, the, my office is now, I used to have a very nice little study in my old property, which we are aspiring for in the new house. But unfortunately, I say unfortunately, I am stuck in a conservatory for my office now. So for my 7.30 in the morning calls, I wear a duffel coat. And by lunchtime, I look like a, um, uh, a steamed lobster. Um, and as I speak, because of the brightness, I have now resorted to putting on sunglasses. But I don't know what JB's excuse is because he's now matched my sunglasses well, the brightness that is coming off my screen, the sunlight coming through the conservatory onto your head uh, and bouncing straight at me. I've had to put my sunglasses on because this is our new normal. Uh, like we're looking it. at you. Yeah, do you see what I've done? Bringing it. Very I think, good. Do, do they call that a segue? Probably. They did back in Something the day. Like I don't that. know what they're called now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I've got a few kind of things that I want to share about my experience of Corona. There are some, there are some things that, that are good about this Corona. You know, in some ways I'm having a good Corona. In other ways, I'm having a bit of a bad Corona. Um, I'm sure that's the experience of a lot of people um, that are, that are going through these times. And, you know, I, I think there is a kind of underlying anxiety uh, in, in us, in me, I, I, I am I am anxious. Uh, I am a bit scared, but at the same time, there is an optimistic side of me that, you know, I'm seeing this our country uh, in the UK. Uh, you know, we we've got some kind of very serious issues, like so many other countries in the world. Mm. Uh, but I'm actually quite proud uh, of the British public uh, for the way that they're responding to uh, this crisis. That that makes me feel good about things I, i'm noticing that people are friendlier uh on my walks you know people say hey hi you know and i've never met them Human. before in my life <laughs> do, do you find that anti yeah. people are being uh, a little bit <clears throat> yeah a lot more tolerant a lot more uh, a bit of humor as well um when you can't get past someone so i have to walk my dog down a canal path 
Um, and you have to do the dance. Yeah, oh, the no, Corona dance. I, I walk up on the bank a bit, and then we have a little bit of a chuckle about you know the dogs not sitting still or socially distancing themselves because having a good sniff of each other's assholes. And uh, yeah, we 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 pass and we then disinfect ourselves. <laughs> uh, my um, I, I've mentioned before that my my brother um, is. Um, has some mental health issues. Uh, he's a lovely, lovely guy. Uh, he doesn't, he can't work or anything. Um, but um, one of the things that he does tend to do is invite people. He, he loves company and he invites anybody into his flat. It's just his thing that he does. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes he invites these people in and they don't leave. Oh. Um, and they, they kind of, I, it's, it's very worrying. So um, we've, we've come up with a new term for these people that, um, kind of move into my brother's flat and they're called coronies uh they're they're my brother's called jimbo so they're jimbo's coronies um and there's all sorts of language that's coming out through uh corona you know things that i've i've never never heard of before um and hopefully uh i'll, I'll never hear of again uh you know this um i always think it's furlong but it's not furlong it's furlough isn't it and 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 some of our listeners might not even know what furlough is i know that us and uk are using that terminology but um furlough um if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong jb is where the government steps in to pay your employees uh whilst you are not employed so therefore to prevent the jobs being lost because of financial distress of the company the government picks up the 80 what in the uk's case is 80 percent of the wage bill and God knows what that's doing to uh, to country debt. Absolutely. Um, so we've got all of this new uh, vocabulary. We've got all of this new uh, economic uh, stuff going on, which could be massively devastating for uh, GDP uh, of uh, countries around the world, uh, with the exception of Vietnam, that seems to have um, managed to get through this extremely well. Uh, I don't think they've even got one death uh, in Vietnam. Uh, so they're doing extraordinary things. Have you heard about that, Ant? No. Yeah, Vietnam. Vietnam is um, is is doing extremely well with their uh, with their strategy uh, to to avoid uh, Corona having too much of an effect. Uh, there does seem to be quite a discrepancy around the world of the way that countries are. Uh, dealing with this um, and the number of uh, hospital cases, um, the the equipment, availability of ventilators, masks, uh, and so on, and you know all of all of that creates an enormous amount of uncertainty. Um, but like we were saying earlier, you know the the feel good stuff that comes through um, in the UK, for example, tonight at eight o'clock, uh, we kind of stand outside our houses and hit anything that we can not our children obviously and just as a reminder um and um you know pans and bottles and uh, all sorts of things and we celebrate our nhs our national health service and all the nurses and doctors uh and all the the support staff that are doing amazing things uh and i don't i don't know whether if you're if you can walk out of your street everybody and see your neighbours doing the same thing but we've done that for several weeks and the and the feel good uh and the coming together as a community uh is quite amazing uh to do that kind of thing and these are the things that i'm talking about you know the the sort of good stuff 
that comes from this, the sense of uh, community and, you know, people coming together and, uh, you know, other stuff that's so petrifying. And we, we've got, you know, a, a lovely member of the family now, a young, youngish guy. He's in his early 30s. He's got two kids and uh, he's in hospital right now um, with having enormous difficulty breathing and we're all petrified and and this is this is raw you know this is real this is really really happening and it was the stage when i think any any idea of complacency was knocked out of us mm. you know we we're not complacent you know really but you know we're, we're careful but when you hear stories about young people being affected you know this is this is this is serious this is big stuff yeah and and from a um leader perspective i can well imagine many of our listeners leading people are now starting to find their own norms too um working remotely uh is i suspect for many organizations going to be a norm moving forwards Mm. Um, I um, have seen many companies already talking about strategies of even when uh, all government restrictions are relaxed, you could say, if they are relaxed completely as they were before this pandemic, um, whether those, um, uh, sorry, after those are all lifted, even companies are talking about actually never having more than 50% of their workforce in the office at any one time to allow spacing. Uh, desk spacing is being reconsidered and configured in offices to prevent, um, you know, the risk of infection if someone might have a, a have an illness. I think there is now, you know, a year ago, we would have looked uh, as if there was an alien on the street if they were wearing a face mask. I wonder in six months time, if we look at those people that don't have a face mask on the same way. Um, you know, there's all of these different things. But as a leader, of course, I imagine that the new norms for you, which certainly apply to me right now, is there is um, a, a growing anxiety of actually, if this is becoming the new norm, is this going to impact my job, my job security, the company's financial stability? Uh, and uh, there is therefore an additional risk that this is becoming a new norm, that people are going to be um, potentially more engaged because they're trying to do the right thing but they're inadvertently burning themselves out because they're overthinking every non-email that you don't reply to uh, because they're worried that that means their job's in jeopardy. Um, equally, you've got people, as JB mentioned, we're fortunate enough to be able to leave our properties to walk up the street. I'm very aware some of our listeners live in countries where you can only leave the house for one hour a day or two hours a day. You can't exercise outside your property. I know I think it's in Serbia. We've got some of my, my colleagues and some listeners in Serbia. Um, where they are locked in from one o'clock on a Saturday till 8am on a Monday. Um, you know, that is the new norm. And in yeah. Singapore, I think today, um, I heard that it has extended its lockdown until the beginning of June. So that's another five, six weeks away for um, for those. And, uh, I, I, but the bizarre, to, to JB's point though, um, I think people are starting to connect as a family better as well. And I'm seeing some people that are coping with this in a good way, that they're recognizing the importance of having time with their family uh, and actually being rightly more selfish uh, because their line managers are allowing them to diarize time in their day to have lunch with their family. Um, if you, you know, when the weather is good, I mean, in the UK, it's a beautiful day today. Um, and 
um, it, I don't think it would be fair if everyone else is at home and some of our family are furloughed, some of them are not. If the one that's working is typically doing 10, 12 hours a day anyway, because they're not quite as efficient as they might have been because they've got children interruptions, pet interruptions and so on. Um, I, I, I have seen a number of, of employees in the company I work in that have been empowered to, do you know what, get your job done. And if you want to have lunch with your kids, you have lunch with your kids. If you want to uh, start at seven in the morning because it's nice and cool so you can clock off at three, so long as the work's done, as long as, long as the client doesn't suffer, that's fine by us. And I think there is an increased engagement off the back of it. from And, and, and managers us three weeks ago, when you and I first had the, the the repeat of, I think it was the remote worker special, um, there was a huge anxiety from line managers thinking, Jesus, I don't want to empower my people to, to think for themselves. But not only have they discovered that actually this, I'm still, the job's still being done. The, the clients are still happy. Um, and, Oh, and actually I'm, my, my mind is a bit freer to do some thinking of the stuff I need to work on rather than, than what my people should be working on. I, I, I'm starting to see that shift happen as well. And that for me is a really positive thing. I don't at all detract away from the real point though, that there is a number of people that are absolutely petrified that they aren't going to have a job to go back to and they don't have any work and they're rattling at home listening to this podcast for some inspiration. And maybe their new norm is the fact that they could not have a job in four or five weeks time. So um, I'm seeing a mixture of things, but I would agree with JB that there is certainly a better sense of community um, and um, people are more, um, there's more eye contact, there's more smiles. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sensing if this, if this weird working experiment of all of our workforce working from home is improving relationships, then maybe this was the trick that never happened that should have happened. And in the meantime, our environment's cleaning up as well. Tick, tick, tick. It, it is it is quite a I mean, if we if we if we went back to the eighties or nineties and this this virus had had had, had come at, at this this stage, uh we we didn't have uh, broadband. We didn't have this uh, quality of uh resources available to us like you know zoom and uh adobe and skype and you know some of them are a bit ropey and they need a little bit of extra work and we complain about the inefficiency of it but, but you know when you go back to times when we had to send contracts by via fax somewhere i mean uh, how uh, we would have been looking at the telly all the time to see what's happening next you know and how do yeah. how do we do this whereas social media uh provides us with you know regular information sometimes scares us to death and you know some sometimes it's a bit sensational and um you know which which bit of this is true and which bit is untrue so we have to we have to be our own lawyers uh, we have to look at things forensically and look for evidence uh, to check that it's not fake news. We have to really be careful uh, about about where we get our news stream because there's so much rubbish and so much stuff either way uh, that that can be kind of very uh, misleading. And the other thing that I think we need to, as well as being our own lawyer, uh, we have to be our own IT expert uh, in how to deal with all the the technical stuff. Um, that we have to deal with and yes you know there has been an enormous amount of progress to get us up to this 
point uh, in terms of technology, but you know, we're still we're still not quite there. So you know, it, for example, you know, many countries don't actually have decent uh, broadband, and I'd include the UK in that. Actually, you know, we we don't have uh, a, we've never had a proper broadband broadband easy for me to say broadband strategy uh and we have great holes all over the place well that needs to be dealt with uh if if we are to get the bonus from uh corona in terms of you know people having better quality lives having better you know feeling better uh, better well-being if we if we can deal with the anxiety uh, of this change and the uncertainty that comes from it uh, there is an opportunity uh, from this to reach uh, different levels of uh, enjoyment, happiness, uh, living uh, well with, you know, kids, families, um, communicating, collaborating more effectively. I was thinking the other day, actually. Um, so, you know, there's lots of things going on in government and uh, civil service and so on and i just thought you know you 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 look at these people and they are actually uh doing stuff uh on a computer screen they are looking at and, and communicating and collaborating things are happening and i thought who's doing this who's who's making it happen who's who's actually pushing the door open to make this happen somewhere um and of course so much stuff happens through conversation um, and and keeping people informed and communicating to get things done, and then you think about uh, you know the the people who actually are doing the work, you know the workers, uh, the um, the public sector, yeah. uh, the nurses, the police, the doctors, the the dustman. shop assistants, the dustmen, and they have been taken for granted. I think in in many situations, I mean we've never really just sort of stopped and gone, actually, do you know what? These these people have really important jobs. And and here we are chatting on a computer screen, uh, thinking about stuff, which is important, equally important, but we never really gave uh, those kind of jobs uh, enough credit. No, they are your front line. Yeah, they mm. really are. How are you personally coping with the new norm, as we now are referring to it as? Well, I think, as I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm that the, there are some uh, Corona bonuses for me, and that they are time to think, uh, an opportunity to walk every day, uh, which is fantastic, and it, uh, that is a time where. I I can do seriously good stuff for my health and seriously good thinking time. Uh, and I need to, uh, because my plan was to develop more online uh, activity over the next kind of two to three years. Uh, and then to, to kind of reduce the amount of stuff that I was doing internationally and so on. But instead well, there you of go. Spread... that's been helped, isn't it? <laughs> right, exactly. So instead of thinking, right, two to three years, um, you know, that will be fine. Two to three weeks, two to three days, 
I've had to, you know, really, really think about how to take my business uh, onto online platforms. Uh, and that, that is getting me actually quite excited about the possibilities of that. Uh, I've been networking with some really great uh, contacts, people who, some, someone who actually used to work for me is making a fortune out of uh, online training programs. Uh, a lot of that is to do with uh, visual presentation um, and how to get that right, how to get your business online. You name-checking um, them or not? I, I, I'm not going to on this occasion, but I would like to But it's to not ask, Jeff, is it? It's no, no. Uh, it's no. It's another a fantastic person who's incredibly dynamic. I had a, um, I had a funny note about our mentions of the guy called Jeff. Uh, uh, one of our listeners that knows of Jeff from us working with him previously. Oh uh, yes, emailed me saying how they laughed every time he mentioned the random name <laughs> Jeff, even if it's even if it's there was a genuine listener question from a guy called Jeff. I think a few weeks ago. And oh, my everyone, goodness. everyone assumes it's that Jeff, but it's not that. Anyway, this isn't Jeff either, no? Right, good. Just so that the listeners know, there there are more than one Jeff, uh, more than one Jeff in our in our storyline. Um, so, so Jeff, it might not be about you. It might be the other Jeff. Yeah. I'm trying to cover my ass on that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, I um, <laughs> I I'm sorry. I, this 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 person who used to, to uh, work for me many, many moons ago uh, is in the business of uh, providing courses and uh, community groups around uh, particular things about visual presentation and communication. And um, she is earning an absolute fortune doing this. Uh, and she had some, she had a rocky start. Uh, she created a number of courses and no one bought them. No one bought them at all. So she had to learn, how do I get these exposed to all the markets that I need to get it exposed to? And she tried all sorts of different routes. And, then, and then she started the coronavirus. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, she's she's fantastic. And yes, she is. She's pretty ruthless, but she's lovely at the same time. I mean, she's 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 amazing. Anyway, so um, she is my role model for the new, the the new age uh, that I'm going into uh, because I I want to create a lot more content that will be available to people online through courses, uh, and and also uh, in webinars and one to one coaching and other things that involve actors and performers um, demonstrating how to lead, to manage, to coach. Uh, making some of that interactive um, and quite fun. So there is a there is part of me that oh, thank God I, you know, I wanted to do stuff like this for a long time, and now I'm bloody doing it, and quite enjoying the challenge. To be honest, I'm actually quite enjoying that. I'm missing you, Ant. I'm missing working with you. Um, not, I was going to say touching the flesh, and you might get the wrong idea, but um, just uh, ding dong having that. Having that camaraderie, uh, you know, going into a room full of people and going, "Hey, let's do our thing. Let's 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 have a chat with these people and uh, get some really good stuff happening." And I, I actually, whatever anyone says, you can't get that from a screen. No, you I just can't. You uh, can't. One interesting thing that I, I'm happy to share from a commercial. It's not commercially sensitive because it's um, it is obviously a, oh Daniel's here. Hello, oh, hey, Daniel. He's uh, 
It's hot and sticky, it seems. I wonder if he has an opinion on Corona. Well, uh, I, 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 depending on how this goes. Um, yes, Baba. Oh, thank you. He's so cute. Bye bye. <laughs> no. Oh no, he wants to stay. Loves loves his dad. Loves just wants to get involved with yeah, everything. He's definitely, daddy's boy. Yeah, clearly looks like you. Identical. Just apart hair. from that, he hasn't got any hair on his head, but he's hasn't got a beard yet. You mean uh, he's got hair on his head? Oh yeah, I don't. You know, I'm sorry. You haven't got a hair on yeah, your head. Right. Well, you have a bit. Bye bye, Daniel. Bye bye. Oh, that's, no, I'm not leaving. What do you oh. mean, no? Oh, that's the printer. I'll, I'll get to my uh, point in a minute. The printer's gone. Oh, hang on a minute. He's now about to press some buttons on. Ooh. Thank you. Now your turn, JB. Ah, okay. So I, as well as being your own IT... He's, oh, press, is he's, it? he's pressing buttons on the mix. Oh, oh do now? I need to... What did you press oh, there? Oh, dear. He's, turned, he's there, turned us off. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. I'm still going. Oh, he's turned you down, that's all. I'm glad that you know how to control all of those knobs and things. I wouldn't have a clue. I've just got a mic, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that, that's good for the... That's, we'll keep that off the cutting room floor. This, I, this is the new norm. <laughs> well, exactly. And But it was the point I was going to make uh, was that uh, I, w- one of the things that I know I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to get my eye on the ball with technology and really get on top of it. I, you know, my, I, I'm, I'm slightly behind the curve on that, but I'm, I'm racing, racing ahead uh, on stuff like the, that. And, uh, but anyway, and you were going to talk to us about something. Yeah. Um, so the new norm for us is I run a global um, virtual learning function um, for a, a professional services firm um, and we've seen over a hundred percent uplift in um, virtual delivery um, and uh, that the, the delivery by the way we've not offered much more we've offered maybe 10 15 percent more than we would have done previously however um, as I mentioned we've had um, a huge huge increase in enrollments um, however e-learning has only gone up by one percent um now uh what you can deduce from that is i think as this becomes the new norm there is a value in an intimate connection with other human beings which makes them want to uh be live with other people even if it's remotely so in the absence of you know and, and whilst i think we've talked about this in a previous episode you know podcasts are recorded and people listen to us because they like our humor and they, they, you know, and they hopefully like the facts we provide them with. And that was what I actually had a comment with from a listener the other day, actually, who said just that. No, I like it because it's good fun to listen to. Um, but there is something about live experiences at the moment um, using technology, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever else it might be. Um, but the new norm has meant that we've had a massive uplift in in virtual engagement for our curriculum i mean 5600 enrollments in in a month is is incredible that's no secret because i've published it on social media <laughs> um so i'm not breaking any protocol here um and we're, we're looking like april will be even bigger than march i mean i'm talking about march numbers at the minute and um, we were only the pandemic lockdown only commenced 20 21st of march so we're now a month in to that lockdown and 
we have never ever had as much engagement in virtual curriculum before. Um, and I think I think that that shows to your point, people are having more reflection time, things to thinking an opportunity to think about themselves. But I also think there is a value in I want to connect with other people live in any way I can because I'm lonely. I think that's such a such a good point. And I'm I'm wondering if it's kind of both uh, both of those things that are important. The idea that, uh, you know, people people might want that level of interaction. They want to see someone on the screen. They want to see their eyes move uh, and actually ask them questions and, and interact with them. I think that is an important point. But at the same time, uh, you know, we have the uh, opportunity to provide additional information recorded uh, information that might not be there might not be enough time or space uh, to have really important fact sheets and workbooks and audio clips of things uh, demonstrations and so on um, so I'd for me it's like a, a kind of jungle of of lots of different approaches uh, that we can use uh, and, and but I think that's another point uh, that's really uh, necessary here which is, you know, your your communication collaboration face. Uh, we need to learn uh, how to get our face on. Uh, and I'm always having a laugh with my wife. Is it time for you to put your face on, darling? Uh, which is, you know, an important uh, process. And that, that means we have to get a bottle of wine because uh, that's quite a long process and I have to serve that to my wife uh, while she's getting her face on. Not that she needs to get her face on just in case she's listening upstairs, but um, that's her terminology and that's what she likes to say. But I do think we need to be able uh, to talk to a screen uh, and to feel comfortable about the way that we communicate, uh, the way that we use our voice, uh, the way that we listen, and uh, these are things for a lot of people talking to a screen. And I've, I've learned this more and more recently. It's actually quite a challenge for people sometimes, you know. Completely. I, you, you know, I think for us, we, you know, we've got our kind of radio background and we've, we've lived around people and been with people on air all the time. And you just kind of just, don't, you know, you don't worry about it so much and it's it's involving and interactive and so on but i think for a lot of people it's quite scary don't you think i i agree completely in fact i would build upon because you make an excellent point there i would build upon that because um radio presenters i am amazed that they are not also making a fortune right now yes. because yes actually radio presenters are used to being in a room on their own trying to connect with an audience remotely without being able to see their faces had a really interesting conversation with someone quite senior um, yesterday who said the thing they're struggling with the most is not knowing if what they're saying is hitting the right note because they can't see in the audience faces that they're nodding along they're making some notes they're smiling they're laughing they may well be laughing but how do you know and um, that takes a bit of steel a bit of guts to just go with your instinct and we do with this podcast when we sit and record this and I would love to get a collective recording of the, the people listening to the podcast, liking it, not liking it, agreeing, disagreeing, laughing, shouting. Um, and that's why we often ask for feedback because, you know, send us a note, tell us what we can do better. Uh, because you're right, the, the new norm is that you're all going to have to become radio broadcasters. Uh, and if you have your camera on, you're becoming TV presenters um, and you have to change. 
In fact, I am genuinely going to get a radio presenter to do some training with my people, uh, because if that's all we're going to be doing, broadcasting for the next uh, uh, six, 12 months, we need to be pretty good broadcasters. And I'd like to think we're great, JB. Uh, but however... Um, I, I, yeah. So I, we just I talked think, to, oh my God, we've, we've, we've uh, rule number two, don't talk over your co-presenter. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, it takes me back and, oh, it, uh, that was, and this is. And then there's, then what you don't realize folks is, uh, by the way, is that what me and JB do have a camera on. Cause when you were in a studio with another person, when you know, they want to make a point, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of give them a bit of a wave. I'm waving now without even saying it, then realizing I had to say it because I'm waving at JB, which he then knows. Okay, Anne wants to say something, uh, uh, and of course, when you're in a room, when you're presenting with someone, you give them that little glance in the corner of your eye, saying, "Okay, I need to, sp- I must speak now." Um, and in radio, if you watch, uh, if you watch even the big radio shows, they will have a, a hidden sign that's silent when they're going between the two of them. They don't read often, I don't think, from reader cards anymore. Um, what is left of radio in the UK generally is either an individual on their own talking that was this is, or if there is a personality, they do tend to have a brief but not necessarily a script. And as such, you need to be able to read your audience. So in this new broadcasting world that we we are forcing you to fall into, JB now wishes to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, I, you know how we like to see if there's anything practical that people might be able to put together from what we say. And I just wonder whether the vision uh, of, you know, the, the, the kind of radio DJ broadcast quality uh, set up in, in uh, organisations might, might be a good vision. Uh, so that people have the uh, this kind of idea that oh that, that, uh, was, that was the get practical. that's when we're trying to get we're trying to get practical everybody um, so that's that's even more exciting uh, if you if you happen to run a a farm and you need to collect <laughs> stop squeezing me you Daniel off, get off your dad get off of me. If uh, if if you want if you want to communicate and collaborate, you know, really effectively, look no further than radio broadcasting and and TV broadcasting, obviously. But we have a little bit of a thing about radio, and you know, you are you are talking to a whole load of people. You cannot see their reaction, and I think there is a there is a, a need to get comfortable with that and not worry about it, and you know, keep your face together. Keep talking, keep communicating, keep listening uh, to your co-host and really think about the power of your voice uh, and also, you know, think about, uh, you know, the content that you that you want to bring to the party. Uh, if if you are on this occasion, Ant and I are going a little bit random uh, with the normal thing, but it is our theme. And and you know we bring we bring our theme to the party. We 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 talk naturally uh, about those things. You know sometimes we plan it in more detail. Sometimes we don't. It, it sometimes not to have a plan is the plan. Yeah, uh, and that can be quite you know quite fun. As so, a, as a leader, I think you need to get good at that now. Um, yeah, the, uh, and whether that means we're good um, doesn't necessarily mean you're a good leader because you're a good good virtual communicator. But I do think um, 
if you want to be an inspiring leader with a vision, you've got to get really good at communicating that effectively virtually. Because if you don't, you're going to quickly lose the uh, engagement of your people. And of course, that then breeds into lack of productivity, which then breeds into lack of engagement and social anxiety because I don't think they're adding value. And it's a vicious circle. So the new norm now suggests you have to get really good at, vir at virtual communication skills. Otherwise, you're screwed. Being blunt. And I think just as we get used to the technology that we have now, inevitably, uh, the coronavirus will have propelled a lot of organizations uh, to get their technology uh, a lot more advanced and uh, people who deliver the technology, uh, the suppliers and providers of this kit, will be seeing an opportunity uh, to seriously ramp up uh, the, the quality of things like Zoom, uh, Adobe Connect and so on. Uh, you know, these are probably names uh, that we've got in the market now. Um, but I would imagine over the coming uh, years, possibly even months, uh, there will be new pieces of kit, new software, new systems, uh, new opportunities to see people on a screen uh, in the way that we train and develop people. It won't it won't be difficult uh, to get uh, a whole room full of people all on your screen uh, and to be able to talk to them and you know to have names on them so that you can see them and, and actually start running some pretty cool uh, training programs, webinars, and so on that are really, really highly interactive, uh, much more so than now. So I imagine you know we're talking about new normals. Uh, I, I think we're we're entering into a stage of of no normals. Mm. Uh, the, the you know this this area uh, is going to transform over the next few years i think we've we've created we, we've lifted the lid uh on uh ambiguity sorry i missed that we've lifted the lid on ambiguity this is now yeah it's, it's out it's escaped it's out there absolutely uh th that is what we have we have one massive load of ambiguity which creates the uncertainty mm. so we've got to manage the uncertainty and and we've got to start thinking about how do we get our people prepared uh, for ambiguity, and that is about uh, you know practicing lots of different approaches. Communication is one of the key components of dealing with that level of uncertainty. And your point, and there was that a lot of CEOs, uh, board directors, uh, operations directors, I, I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to be a bit blunt. Uh, are shit. Uh, at broadcast uh, using broadcast medium and they need to get on it they, they need to they need to crack that you know that you cannot be shy and retiring and leave that to someone else anymore uh, you you actually have to get your face and your voice in front of your people uh every day uh, if you can in different ways shapes forms and formats uh, this gives people, this gives leaders a really great opportunity to to actually do that, and hopefully the technology will race ahead uh, over the coming months, weeks, years, whatever it takes, uh, so that that can be uh, facilitated more effectively. This is this is this is a massive opportunity, I think, for uh, broadcast quality communication uh, and interaction uh, in companies. 
and I think if people don't don't get on top of that ambiguity opportunity uh, uh you know good luck yeah agreed i'm conscious of time um we need to wrap this up um what's what's our what's what's our, our wrap up here mr bradley well uh i think the starting point was uh this consideration of going back to normal uh-uh, mm. not gonna happen uh, I don't think for those who really just want to make it all go back into the cosy or not so cosy position it was before, at least we knew where we were. Well, or at least we we know what we didn't know then. Now we're in a whole new ball game where, you know, there is no normal. There is no normal ahead. And the more we get used to that idea and get on top of it, uh, the better. I think I think that is the point of this podcast, really. My, um, I've got a friend of mine who's a very good leader, in my opinion, uh, who has a autistic daughter, and um, as you can appreciate, any lack of structure um, for children that are um, autistic can be hugely damaging to their well-being, amongst other things. Um, and uh, they have fortunately managed to help the their their daughter to understand that the the structure is not structured um and they've managed to almost say but that's part of this 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 structure is it's going to be all over the place that's okay that's clever and so they've they've managed to get the child's mindset that um the struct they they give them the structure to tell them at 10 o'clock we don't know what's going to happen but hey that's happening at 10 o'clock so when they get to 10 o'clock and things start not happening is and they go and they go but look on your list it says there oh yeah we don't know what's happening well that's okay then and it and it's uh, hey I don't know if that's an interesting tip for anyone but it's worked for their uh, their daughter. Um, and he's also a very good leader. But I agree with JB. You, uh, if you can get used to this ambiguity and uncertainty, it will make for a very very successful leader. Anyway, we have no listener questions. I have to admit though, I haven't logged into the email before recording today, so there could be a couple. So apologies if I have missed your questions. If you do have questions, please email them through. And they can be anonymous to globalleadershippodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can find us on social media. Before we finish, though, it must be critical that we ask the question in these lockdown times, JB, what's your plan between now and our next recording? Uh, oh, well, uh, I am doing a little bit of uh, one-to-one coaching on Zoom uh, coming up. I've got my team producing some very interesting audiovisual clips uh, which we're working on a little bit of production on that stuff uh, I am in the process of defining uh, a book that I am co-writing with a previous client of mine uh, called William Rogers oh, and and uh, that's quite exciting so we're, we're, we're co-writing a, an interesting book and I Apart from all of that, uh, I'm going to carry on with my walking, growing my beard and growing my hair and and really focusing on my Robinson Crusoe look. What Lovely. about you? Um, well, we are entering a new norm now, of course, because we've actually had the chaos of moving house anyway for the last few weeks. So we're actually able to sit and reflect on our on our on our new home uh so not a huge amount um it is i've never been as busy at work as i am right now despite the lack of travel which is most of the listeners know is a frequent part of of mine and your agenda 
Um, but uh, it is flat out of work. So actually, I do still look forward to a weekend of not having to look at emails. So not a huge amount. Um, the uh, kids are used to this thing now. So making the most of the outdoor time in the garden, as you can hear, the birds are singing behind me. Um, and uh, yeah, there's no DIY, though, which is great because it's not a house I own. So therefore... I don't have to worry about maintenance, which is pleasant. Oh, how nice. Yeah. That is that is nice. Anyway, uh, please do uh, rate us five stars if you think we're great. If you think we're rubbish, tell us. Drop us an email. Um, but your feedback's always welcome. Uh, and there isn't normally a week goes by where I don't have a conversation with someone where they make a remark about one of the podcasts we did. Um, so um, please keep those comments and shout outs coming in. And actually, at the moment with lockdown, we're even more keen to do as many shout outs as we can. So maybe next week we do a um, a shout out section of the podcast. And at some point, we also need to be talking about these results of our survey, which I know we had some time to review last week, I think it was. And additionally, we've still got our funny story special, which I think was due around now as well. Oh, yes, yes. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, that will be great. Anyway, um, I guess on that note, then it's it, we we haven't got any crazy outage, but uh, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye to me, goodbye to me, and a goodbye. <laughs> Can we put that in the blooper for Christmas? Why not? Marvelous. We've been looking at the everyday lives uh, of Anthony Price and Jonathan Bradley, and the possibility of many different futures ahead. 